You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Menden. And bringing you tonight's episode is SeatGeek. Our friends over at SeatGeek bring you our promo code L-O-N-B-A. Again, that's L-O-N-B-A for Locked on NBA. And you can use that to get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. So go out and do that today to get some great deals on tickets. Or if you've already used it, just head over to SeatGeek and get some great deals because... Well, Frank, it's it's pretty much basketball season. Like we we are we are in it. Like the games have not started. The the Bucks get things kicked off next Wednesday, but we are pretty much in it. Yeah, and last one last preseason game on Friday. Uh, presumably, we'll see the Bucks actual starting lineup for opening night for the first time with Thon Maker cleared to return to action along with Giannis, who obviously came back in the last game so um hopefully now we finally get to see what the bucks might look like on opening night um so yeah it's exciting and then you know fewer preseason games means it's on to uh, real basketball um next what i keep forgetting is it wednesday is it next wednesday is the first game i think that's mm-hmm. when the first game is in boston um so that's cool and oh by the way we should probably note i don't think this should affect any of you listeners uh in terms of your podcast feeds but we are moving uh, so sort of behind the scenes stuff. Our podcast moving is moving. On up. <laughs> no, sorry. We are moving. We we are moving from Audio Boom plat- the Audio Boom platform to uh, Panoply's uh, megaphone platform. Platform. So we're going to be louder, I guess, uh, with our <laughs> megaphones. No, bad joke. Um, but again, our our RSS feed, which is how you subscribe via your podcasting apps, should not change. So. Um, God willing, uh, this podcast found its way into uh, your <laughs> podcast feed, just like every other one before it. But um, if you do have any issues, feel free to tweet at us and let us know. Just because um, yeah. we, uh, we can ask that, that the, the 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 megaphone folks look into this because they've been transitioning over the whole lockdown network, and obviously they they want to make sure everything goes well. So anyway, enough of the housekeeping. But um no we're not done with housekeeping not done more housekeeping, housekeeping. Oh, uh God. the other housekeeping would be in relation to uh the milwaukee bucks roster and how it appears in programs uh something you've complained about in the past is how on earth is Giannis Atetokounmpo still 223 pounds because uh, it does not seem possible he's been 223 pounds for I don't know, Frank. This is something that you worry about. What years? Two, two years. I, th- I think. I think it's. I think he's been two twenty-two officially for like the last two years. I want to say. So yeah, it seems weird because, I mean, probably the big transition for Giannis came after like his first and second seasons, probably. So um, that was probably when we saw the most obvious physical transformation. But Giannis still looks like he's getting bigger and. The idea that he's weighs that he would, was still weighing 222 pounds when you look at some of the other guys and some of the other weights. I mean, 
Like I, I compared him to DJ Wilson, who weighed 234 at the Chicago Draft Combine. And it's just like, you see Giannis, Giannis just worked him a couple times in that preseason scrimmage. And I know Giannis is like leaner down low, like he doesn't have like thick legs or thick thighs or anything. But it's just like, I don't think he's lighter than DJ Wilson. And if he is, it's not by 12 pounds. So this is why I'm happy that you are a credentialed member of the media, because you can actually go and find these things out for me. Yes, Giannis told us today that he is actually 233 pounds, or at least he was today when he weighed himself. Um, So that's where he said he was. He said going into training camp, he was at 238. um, And he said that it was just a bunch of kind of water weight. And uh, 233 is probably where he will stick. Um, I asked how how many pounds you normally lose during a season, because that's always been something that's fascinating to me. Like I've talked to, I mean, I've talked to baseball players about it. I've talked to basketball players about it. Like they lose weight during the season. So one of the, one of the things that you're always working on during the summer is to build your strength up even more to an even greater extent so that as you lose strength, as you fight the war of attrition, as the season goes on, you can still be as strong as you need to be. And he said he normally loses about five pounds during the season. Um, So I don't know if that means by the end he'll be 228 or if he was subtracting from his 238 and 233 will be where he's at. But I would assume it means that from the 233 he'll he'll lose some pounds as the season goes on. So, um, yeah, you, you were right in thinking that he is no longer 200. 22 pounds frank so um i i think my official guess on twitter was 235 so i I mean i was right in between where he started this camp and where he ended up so i'm so i think somebody i think kurt lighting or our our buddy joke that um or somebody joke maybe it was kurt i think but that uh i could be you know at a carnival and be one of those people (laughs) who guesses people's weights um no i actually don't think i'd be good at that but uh but yeah Giannis. i think i would enjoy carney frank madden Carney Frank Madden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would be good. I don't, uh, I don't, yeah. Uh, I think, no, I don't, yeah, fine. We'll, we'll give it a try next, uh, next, next carnival season. You'll see me at the Texas state fair, um, guessing people's weights. Um, but, uh, but so that was kind of interesting. And uh, I think the, the only other, the only other, the, other than Giannis's weight, somebody, uh, I forget who, somebody tweeted at asking about this today as well. And I've always found this interesting that, you remember when Giannis was drafted, right? When he was drafted, he was listed at 6'9 with a 7'3 wingspan. Mm-hmm. And over the years, obviously, famously, everybody knows that he has grown at least a couple inches. I'm not sure if he's, you know, rounding up. Maybe he's close to 7 feet now. Um, but there have been a couple times, I th- and I think it was in that, I think including in that ESPN article that Kevin Arnovitz did where, like, they went to P3 performance and they, they had all these measurements and, you know, uh, things about Giannis's physique and all this stuff. And I think even then they still listed him at seven, three. So I don't know. I mean, it, it seems weird that you would have this freaky guy continue to grow in terms of height, but not his wingspan. But, um, that might, I, I don't know. I mean, I assume they measure that every once in a while, but I've never heard anybody try to say that his, his wingspan was bigger than it was, uh, as, as a, as a, as a rookie. So, um, if you really need to kill some time, Eric, you can ask somebody about uh, about whether his wingspan has grown as well. Because, um, you know, w- w- as if we need more things to say are awesome about Giannis. I was just going to say, I'll put that on the long list of miscellaneous to ask Giannis <laughs> about. Um, slow, slow news day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other thing, uh, it sounds like pretty shortly after the game tomorrow night, you should hear... Um, 
a decision made on that final roster spot. I know Jason talked about it a little bit today, uh, and I double, or I guess I fouled up on it. It was just like, when exactly would that happen? He's like, pretty much after the game on Friday, Um, or maybe it was probably after the game on Friday. So um, I, I would suspect that we'll figure out exactly what they're going to do with those roster spots. Um, I don't know if I'm really moved all that much than kind of what I was originally thinking in that it'll probably be Gerald Green with GP2 getting waived and then signed to a two-way. Um, but maybe it won't be that. Where where are you at on that? I know this is something that both of us are deeply passionate about. Yeah, um and we got to bring back Jeremy Schmidt because uh, I know he's deeply passionate about this topic <laughs> as well. Uh, I, I'll guess Gerald Green. Um, you know, presumably Brandon Rush is the other guy. Um, and again, kind of Gerald Green looks more like a guy who can could potentially help you. But again, Brandon Rush is, you know, kind of one of those like very niche role players in the sense that he's going to shoot corner threes. Uh, he'll defend probably not. I don't think he can necessarily defend twos that well anymore, but maybe bigger wings. Um, and, and I, I don't know, we'll see, but, uh, maybe I, I I'll, I'll break the tie. I'll go with Gerald green just because he played for one season with Jason Kidd in Dallas. Ooh. So I'll, when in doubt, go with the Jason Kidd playing career connection. Um, and I, I have no evidence. I can, I'm looking at Brandon Rush's page. I cannot see that he ever played with Jason Kidd anywhere. Therefore I will go. And, and Jason Terry was, was there with them too. So, um, so I'll guess Gerald green, um, it, it really probably doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of the world, but uh, that that is my official guess. Uh, some extra observations from practice today. Obviously, uh, we never really get to watch practice. We just get to watch some drills after. Uh, Tony Snell, Chris Middleton, Brandon Rush, and Gerald Green did uh, some one-on-one work afterwards, and Brandon Rush is so thick. He is so, <laughs> so thick. Uh, and it, it's always funny to watch... Middleton and Snell because Middleton is thicker than Snell. Um, He's just generally stronger. And you'll see times where Chris will put him on the block and kind of work him a little bit. And today during that one-on-one drill, Brandon Rush caught uh, on the wing and like put his shoulder into Chris Middleton and like moved him. And I was like, whoa, you don't see that often. And I was like, man, that dude is thick. Um, So I don't know if he'll end up on the team or not, but I couldn't I couldn't think of anything else other than that because it's rare to see other wings move uh, Chris Middleton all that much. So that was just a useless observation that I felt like sharing. Um, I'm excited for tonight, Frank, because tonight is one of my most favorite episodes to record. Um, and I say that because we've done this exactly one other time um, because we are in now in our second season of doing Lockdown Bucks. But... It is time for over-unders, Frank, and I cannot wait to get into it. Are you ready? (laughs) Let's do it. This is going to take a while, so let's do it. Our first over-under, Frank, will be 3.5, and what we're looking for here is 3.5 great deals on SeatGeek. (laughs) Just kidding. That is a clear over. There's no question that there are way more than three and a half great deals at SeatGeek. The deals are endless because they do all of the work for you. They are going to the other ticket websites 
grabbing all the best deals and putting them on their website and getting you into every event, whether that's an NBA game, an NFL game, a Major League Baseball playoff game, if that is a stand-up comedy show, if that is a concert, if that's an NHL game, whatever it may be, SeatGeek is going to have you hooked up because they have the best tickets to all of the games. So head over to SeatGeek and use our promo code L-O-N-B-A. Again, that's L-O-N-B-A for Locked On NBA. And that'll get you a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. And to use it, it is so easy. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, go to enter a promo code, enter promo code L-O-N-B-A. Again, that's L-O-N-B-A and you will receive a $20 rebate on your first SeatGeek purchase. It's so easy, and like I always say, if you've already done that, you've already used our promo code, you can still go to SeatGeek and find the best deals because they grade out the seats, they grade out the deals, and they let you know if you're getting a great deal on your tickets, and a lot of the time you are because SeatGeek works so hard and finds all of the deals out there and really just does the best job getting you into the game for a great price. All right. I think we'll start with the big boys. We'll start with the guys that mean the most to this roster. Let's start with Giannis Adetokounmpo. Points per game. 25 is the number. Are you going over or under 25 points per game for Giannis Adetokounmpo? You know, so a year ago, um, we both thought Giannis was going to break 20, which, you know, was a substantive leap for a guy that was coming off a 17-point-per-game season. And even after the All-Star break during his kind of breakout, he was averaging just shy of 19. So it was big to get over 20. Um, and obviously jumping all the way to 23, is is uh, that's real, right? And that puts you in into that category of being a, a very good, you know, um, maybe not absolutely elite NBA scorer, but, but definitely up there. And... You know, last year I went under on, on Giannis's assists. I, I think we were, did we pick like seven assists or something yeah. like that? I went I went under. I, I, I went I, over because I, I was very convinced point Giannis was real. Yeah, so I was right about that, but I'm not going to doubt Giannis on, on two separate things two years in a row because if there's anything we know about Giannis, it's that if you doubt his ability to improve – you're you're probably going to be wrong. Um, so <laughs> I think looking at this team, I think they need him to score a lot. Um, Jabari Parker is obviously out. Um, Chris Middleton, I think, also we'll get to him in a moment. Um, you know, he's obviously a scorer, but he's not like a dominant scorer. He's a more of a rhythm guy. So I think Giannis has to score, and I think Giannis can score more. He's got that extra strength to to go body dudes inside. We will see where the jump shot is. I don't think, you know, again, uh, probably the if Giannis ever adds a jump shot dot 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 stuff is is a more popular narrative among kind of non-Bucks fans and with Bucks fans since we've been seeing him improve massively every year without the jump shot. So I don't even know what I mean that that we I don't think we have an over under for his history point shooting. That might have been a fun one, too. But um, but I'm going to guess he's going to go over. Uh, And I think it's important, too, in the sense of like as a fan who wants to see Giannis be in the MVP conversation year after year, you know, you do have to score a lot to, to be in there, right? Cause you're going to be compared against guys like Harden and Westbrook and um, all these other guys who at least historically, those guys might take a, a little hit 
this year just because they have more stars around them. But, you know, typically the best players are scoring in the high 20s at least. So if you want to be in the conversation at least or, or be at parity as a scorer, you got to be up there. Um, I think LeBron was around 26 last year. Um, so I think Giannis goes over 25. I'm excited for Giannis, the guy who, who goes and gets, gets buckets. And uh, I don't really particularly care how he does it, but I think he's going to do it this year. Yep, I will take the over as well. Um, and again, uh, going to 25, it's not as... I mean, that was what? He went from 16.9 to 22.9 last year. So that that was a real large jump. This would be, I feel like, just more of a refinement of some skills. Um, and I just think there's a good chance that... We see Giannis's free throw attempts bump up a little bit. He had 7.7 uh, per game last year. Um, when you look at the the free throw attempts list, uh, James Harden 881, Russell Westbrook 840, and then there's a jump down to that next tier where it's Jimmy Butler 676, DeMarcus Cousins 670, Isaiah Thomas 649, DeMar DeRozan and Anthony Davis 647, then Giannis at 612. So I think there's still a little wiggle room for Giannis to get some more free throw attempts. He's just relentless in in attacking the basket. And I just think as you refine your game, you get a little bit better at some of those tricks, uh, being able to draw that contact, being able to finish. And I know they've talked about, obviously today, we talked a little bit about him adding some more weight. And and Greg Monroe said that he he thought Giannis had improved and has become even more physical, um, that he, he can handle that beating that he's going to take um so i think you're going to see some of that i also think you're going to see a, a at least a slight bump in his usage rate uh 28.3 last year that one of i don't think that was even in the top 20 last season um it wasn't paul george at 28.9 usage percentage uh and that's basketball reference not nba.com because they calculate those a little bit different but uh I think you're going to see some more of that. So I, I think there's some some usage to increase. I think there's some free throws uh, for him to go get. So I, I think over 25 is, I don't want to say safe, but it certainly feels like the, like the logical outcome for this season for him. All right, up next, we're going to continue with Giannis. And this one is... I think really difficult. Uh, I debated it for a while today with our buddy at the Journal Sentinel, Matt Velasquez. Uh, Three and a half. And three and a half is your number for Giannis's MVP finish. Are you going over or under for Giannis and MVP voting at three and a half? I will. I don't know if, if I'm technically saying it's over or under. I will say under in the sense that I think you will not finish third, second, or first. Okay. Um, so I think you'll finish fourth or or worse. Um, and basically, combination of primarily, I don't think the Bucks. You know, again, I've picked the Bucks to win 45 or 46 games, so I'm not picking them to win 50. I think you got to win 50 to really be in the conversation, especially because that's what you need to really be sort of in the mix for a top seed in the East. So I don't think the Bucks are going to be quite good enough to be one of the absolute, you know, elite, elite uh, choices among there. Um, but I do think there are some things working in his favor uh, in the sense that you look at Giannis and the fact that, you know, if the Bucks do win 50, there's going to be no doubt as to why they win 50, right? It's yep. going to be because of him. And 
you know, you look at the guys around the league who are the elite players that don't have sort of the spotlight shared with other superstars. Kawhi is the obvious guy who's getting a lot of buzz. I think he might even be the favorite in some of the odds I've heard about. Um, because, again, if the Spurs are going to win, you know, last time they won 60, I don't think they're going to be that good. But they're going to win 50-plus. Kawhi's going to be awesome. And that's going to be he's, – he's the fulcrum of that whole team. So I think Kawhi might be the favorite for that reason. I think LeBron is also right there just because Isaiah Thomas is going to be around. There's going to be no doubt that whatever the Cleveland Cavaliers do – with apologies to Kevin Love and Dwayne Wade and you know Derek Rose and granted I don't want to put Kevin Love with those other two guys because he's a lot better than them but um, but I don't think there's going to be a doubt that that what whatever the uh, the Cavs do is going to be because of LeBron and maybe LeBron I think you know has maybe a little bit more motivation to to show out during the regular season and I mean it's not like he was slacking last year 26 9 and 9 I mean those were absurd numbers so I think LeBron and Kawhi are probably my two favorites and I just think somebody else you know whether it's Durant or Curry. I mean, again, two guys sharing the spotlight, um, Durant or Curry. And, you know, we haven't even talked about the two guys who finished in the top two last year, Westbrook and Harden. So I just think some some combination of those guys are going to – at least one or two of those guys are going to finish still ahead of Giannis, again, in part because their teams are going to be better. And I just think Kawhi and LeBron, I think, are, are probably a lock to, to finish above Giannis. And, again, injuries can change everything. You know, we saw last year Giannis probably made the second-team All-NBA team – mainly because Kevin Durant was hurt for a fair stretch of uh, the regular season. So I'm going to say he finishes outside the top three. Um, but uh, again, I think he's going to be knocking on that door. And if he gets, you know, if the Bucks do find a way to win 50 games, I think it's game on. I think he, he actually does have a non-trivial chance of winning MVP. Oh, man. I sh- this one stresses me out. Um, <laughs> I think... That's why we podcast, to stress out about the Milwaukee Bucks. Correct. Right? Absolutely. So here, here's my thought process. You mentioned Westbrook and Harden. Both of them have received notable additions to their team. Yep. The reason they were in one and two last year is because they were one, James Harden was the system in Houston, and Westbrook was just so incredibly dominating. Um, both those guys were the only re- I shouldn't say the only reasons obviously they both have talented players but they were just so magnificent and so uh, transcendent I guess that you had to say yeah those are the guys that deserve to be the MVPs this season because they're doing so much for their teams and I just wonder what do Harden's numbers look like this year I've seen Chris Paul play a lot of times. I've seen Chris Paul yell at people a lot of times. I've seen Chris Paul dominate the ball a lot of times. How does that work out? I would have to assume Harden's numbers go down. I can't imagine that Paul's just going to play a subservient role because that would not fit in his personality at all. So I think both those guys, both. Uh, or excuse me, Harden and Paul kind of take away from each other. Now Westbrook has Mello, and Westbrook has Paul George. Like I would assume his numbers have to come down. So their argument for being the guy, I think, kind of disappears. So that's one and two on the list. Kawhi was three last year. You've already stayed the case for Kawhi. I think it's solid. You've stayed the case for LeBron, who was four last year. I think that one's solid. Fifth was Isaiah Thomas. And he's not going to play for much of this season. Um, and also he is now LeBron's sidekick instead of the guy in Boston. Then Steph Curry is at six. 
he gets 52 total points last year. Um, and then John Wall tied with Giannis at seventh. And if you're looking at some, like, I, I think you can put together reasons for Westbrook, Harden, and Thomas all to fall out of the top five. I think if that was as much MVP hype as Curry and Durant could get last year, and Durant finished ninth in voting last year, if that was as much as they could get last year, is, are they going to get more this year? Like, are people going to recorrect and be like, oh, okay, the Warriors really are amazing. We should give these guys a bunch of credits and award. Like, I just don't see it. So I just see a third spot that I think Giannis could really slip right into. And again, obviously it's contingent on the Bucks winning games. They have to do that. But even last year, what? how many did the Thunder win? 48 last year? I'm trying to think if they uh, had more than that. I think they had, looking at it, yeah, they win 47 last year and Westbrook wins it. Could the Bucks win 47? Giannis leads the Bucks in all five categories again and is now scoring 25 points per game. Yeah, I, I think he could do all of those things. So I'm going to – I can't remember how you phrase it, under or over, but I believe I should take the over as I think Giannis is going to have a top three MVP finish this year. Wow. All so, right. I had to do it, Frank. Had to do I it. I hope you're right. I'm, I am I want to take the L on this one. Um, all right. What, what do we have next? Do we have some Chris Middleton takes here? We, we got some Chris Middleton takes. Uh, we will start like we did with Giannis with points per game, and we're going to set the number at 20, over under points per game for Chris Middleton next season. Well, we've talked about this, right? And we've talked about it in the context of what Middleton might need to do in order to become an all-star in the view, in the eyes of sort of the you know Joe Q public, Joe Q all-star voter. Um <laughs> So, I like that term. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important. Um, you know, worth noting, I mean, really the benchmark for this is a couple years ago. Uh, Chris was, what, at 18 points a game? Yep. Um, you know, I th- I'm going to take the under. I-, I think it'll just be a slight under. Um, I-, I don't think he's, you know, again, is he going to get to 20-plus? To I think it would be really helpful if he did, you know, not having Jabari. Um, you know, presumably Greg Monroe isn't going to play a ton, you know, more minutes this year because, you know, Thon's emerged and, and he's going to have to split time with Thon, obviously. So I think it would be really helpful. I, I wish in an ideal world that, you know, Chris Middleton ups his three-point attempts to <laughs> seven per game and, you know, averages 20.9 points per game and, you know, emerges as that second fiddle that everybody's been looking for, for for Giannis I think he'll probably be a little bit under though and and part of that's just because you know again when he did average 18 points a game um that was with Giannis also being kind of a secondary option still at that point obviously now he's he's uh, much more of a first option granted the Bucks offense is just generally better than it was at that point um so I'm I'll take the under I'll take the under on that um I hope Thon scores a little bit more I hope Brogdon scores a bit more um I don't know if Tony Snell's going to score more but I wouldn't mind that either so a lot of guys who I think need to eat uh and uh, and have reasons to argue that they'll score more so certainly Chris Middleton's going to bump up from where he was a year ago coming back from that injury 15 points in a little under 31 minutes he's going to play more as well but um I'll take the slight under at this point oh this one hurts me frank i'm gonna have to take the under um i I just think there's certainly room for growth and there's certainly room i think for chris to improve on 
like you mentioned, that 2015-16 season where it was 18 points per game. I know after the All-Star break, it was that was when Giannis, yep, Giannis Jabari and Chris all had 19 plus. Um, I just think if we're going to see the improvements that I think we're going to see out of Giannis, um, I think Chris doesn't necessarily have to suffer, but there's just a limit to how high Chris can go and how good he can get. Um, maybe that means it's more playmaking because in that in that last full season for Chris, it was 18 points per game with four and at 4.2 assists per game as well. Um, so maybe that's that's more playmaking, and maybe that is how Tony Snell sees a bump, how Thon Maker sees a bump, how Malcolm Brogdon sees a bump. That Chris and Giannis are play op- playmaking option one for Giannis, and play option making play making option two for Chris. Um, and maybe you see a little bit of a bump there, but man, I I just struggle to see him getting over 20 points per game i think he can make it close i think 19 is really logical especially with jabari out for as long as he's going to be out this year that chris really could get comfortable in that spot um but ultimately i don't think it's enough to get him up over 20 points per game so i'm going to take the under as well frank now to the one that we've written thousands of words on at this point (laughs) Chris Middleton over under five three-point attempts per game. And for reference, uh, thus far in Chris Middleton's career, the closest he came to doing that was in the 15-16 season, that season where he scored 18 points per game. He had 4.6 three-point attempts per game. (sighs) Well, first off, I hate the fact that we've had to bring this number down. I feel like we've I don't know if we talked about it last year because he was hurt, but I feel like maybe the year before, I feel like we might have talked about this on the old Brew podcast, and I feel like we probably picked like six or something yeah, like that. We, I, we definitely did. And so I'm disappointed um, that that we've even had to like lower the bar for this, but I feel like with Chris, he just does not seem to want to like really put up threes at high volumes. Yeah. Um, you know, even though I took the under on his 20 point per game mark. This number's still so modest. I'm gonna say he goes over. I'll say five three, five point something threes per game attempted. Um, again, I want it to be six or seven per game because, you know, welcome to 2017. Correct. Um, but I, I will attempt to take a more mo- a modest uh, take on it at this point. I, I forget what he's got now in the preseason, but we did talk about the first couple of games. He has seemingly been shooting more in the preseason. I'm not sure where it is after that third game, but um, hopefully that is uh, a sign of things to come. And and also, again, you know what we talked about with um, Giannis being more of the focal point of the offense, being the creator, um, maybe Giannis in the post more, Giannis driving the basket more, Chris playing off of that more. Um, my hope is that that also means Chris spotting up more. And, you know, a couple years ago when he was at 18 points a game, as you said, I mean, they relied on him more to do playmaking. And I, I think you that's fine if he's, you know, uh, on the court with Giannis on the bench and you need him to maybe take a little bit more of an active role. But when Giannis is on the court, I don't, I don't really want to see Chris running, like, regular pick and rolls. You know, yeah. I want to see Chris um, coming off screens, um, and waiting for you know spotting up when when teams try to double Giannis or or when Giannis uses that gravity to suck in defenses. So I will say an over, but 
I mean, I'm still not satisfied with it. Give me the over, Frank. It is just foolish optimism at this point, but I want it. So I'm going to say give me the over. Um, And maybe that's what can help bump his number up from 18 to 19 this year. Um, We've talked over and 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 over again about... And over just how helpful it would be for Chris Middleton to take more threes. And as the preseason has gone on, I've I've tweeted out a number of times, just shoot open threes. Like, if you're open, shoot it. We talked about uh, the Kyle Korver anecdote about Jim O'Brien coming in with the Sixers and telling them, if you're open from three, you shoot it. Like, take going to the basket is not a good thing and I guess maybe it's a part a bit of a gift and a curse with Chris that he is as talented as he is as a playmaker that good things can actually happen when he puts the ball on the floor and attacks the basket like he can create for others and he can score and he can do more things so there's part of me that just wishes like he was totally inadequate and totally incompetent going to the basket so <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. so like yeah. he would just be forced like nine threes a game because he's an insane weapon behind the line. Like, that type of volume, and on his career, he's a 40% three-point shooter. Like, jack it up. Like, if you if you can get nine threes per game from a dude shooting that well from three, you're going to have good things. So, um, like I said, uh, this is something that we've been hoping for for a long time, something that we wanted to see for a long time, um, and something that we haven't seen yet. Um, so we'll see. But like I said, I'm going to be, uh, I guess, a cockeyed optimist, but give me the over on Chris Middleton. Three-point attempts at five, I will take the over. Even if it's 5.1, I will gladly take the over. All right, now to the final one to wrap up everything with Giannis and Chris. All-Stars, 1.5. Will the Bucks have over or under 1.5 All-Stars? Obviously, I'm suggesting that Chris Middleton would be the second All-Star, but it could also be Malcolm Brogdon or Matthew Dellavedova or Mirza Tladovic. It could be any of those people. Um, but I will ask you, Frank, over or under 1.5 All-Stars for the Milwaukee Bucks? <sighs> well, we've talked again. Um, all these things kind of play together. I think if Chris Middleton uh, scores 20 points a game, I think if um, he's able to you know, help the Bucks win games to the point where they are uh, a threat for home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs and the Bucks can kind of further this narrative, then I think he has a good chance. Now, if, I think if you look at the roster last year, so the, looking at last year's East roster, the big differences are last year. Here, here are guys from last year who aren't going to make it this year. Paul Millsap, Carmelo Anthony, that's two. Paul George, that's three. Um, Isaiah Thomas, that's four. He's not going to play in enough games. Um, Jimmy Butler, that's five. He's obviously in the West now as well. Um, those, That's five guys who are not going to be on the all-star team this coming year. And I'm trying to think, I mean, Gordon Hayward comes over from the West. So he's kind of the obvious one big import that you'll see. Kevin Love Um, was an all-star last year, but was injured. So I would assume he takes one of those five spots. Right. So now you're down to like three open spots. 
And then, you know, I don't know. I mean, we can talk about like who who else might make that jump into into one of those spots. There's going to be some young player who, you know, really surprises and puts up huge numbers probably and I can't even like I'm not even going to bother like guessing who that might who that might be, but there's going to be somebody like that. Brad Beal is an obvious guy. Yep. Um and I have I haven't like thought all this through, but I'm, I'm sure there's going to be another guy. I mean, like you know, can Andre Drummond resuscitate his uh, his young career and 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 go back to the All Star game, which you know he hasn't done that recently. So Joel and Philly, Joel and Philly, yeah, another great one. Joel and Philly certainly is a guy that that was close last year, and if he's remotely healthy, I think he's going to be a lock. So yep. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Um, man, well. Who else are we missing? Who else could beat Chris out for one of those one or two final spots? I'm trying to think like who else could be in like I don't think Serge Ibaka is going to make it. Um, I don't think anybody from Miami. I mean, Goran Dragic, if the Heat are good, could be in it. Don't even talk to me about Dion Waiters. Um, <laughs> Goran Dragic, I guess, could be in the argument. I don't think anybody from Orlando is going to you know kind of throw themselves into a, into the race. Was Porzingis um, and Porzingis wasn't an all-star? Last no, year, Porzingis. He? Yeah, that's a good one. So Porzingis, I think, is another good candidate. And you, obviously, there's a few big guys that that might insert themselves into the race. So um, so yeah, Indiana is not going to have one. Um, the Bulls are definitely not going to have one. Um, again, Detroit maybe Drummond could be one. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I'm going to say under. I, I just I don't know. I, I'll I think he has a legit chance, but I, maybe the Bucks pessimist slash cynic in me will will guess that Chris Middleton doesn't get the love that he deserves. I'm genuinely curious if the Giannis bump is real because I think about Giannis last year being. What was he third in player voting? Um, LeBron, Durant, and Curry maybe in, maybe fourth, but he, I think he was top five uh, in fan voting. And when you were we were talking about Jabari Parker, and Jabari put together a solid start to the season. I, I think around All Star time he was twenty plus, um, but the Bucks were they were winning some games and I just don't know if it was enough then. And with Jabari Parker, well, he dunks a lot and he he generally has a higher profile than Chris Middleton. So part of me just thinks it's going to be too difficult. Um, There's too much, even with a a likely spot out there in the open uh, for Middleton to compete for, I just don't know if he has enough cachet uh, around the league to really get himself into that competition, um, to get himself into that spot. But I think that would be the thing. I, I, the thing I wonder most about is if I think a lot of times LeBron has been able to help some of his teammates get in because they are voting for LeBron and the Cavs. I, I wonder if someone else will just see Middleton have a solid start to the season. Maybe he has a hot month uh, in November to kind of get his name out there and maybe he averages 20 plus during that time. And Giannis's, some of Giannis's votes and some of Chris just de- deserving it uh, could get him there. But ultimately I think the under is probably the likely outcome there that, the Milwaukee Bucks will have under 1.5 All-Stars next season. Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. I think, again, I think he's going to be on that bubble if he's healthy. So um would obviously be great uh, if the team is playing really well. Um, you could certainly see him get a bump. Because especially, you know, guys like Porzingis, 
Um, I mean, if he puts up incredible numbers, that obviously helps. But, you know, especially with the reserves, um, we've historically seen guys who are playing on winning teams get the nod over guys who play on crappy teams. So um, that could hurt uh, Porzingis, as well as our dude, Michael Beasley. (laughs) Yes. All-star bees. I'm all all the way in. I don't. What what is the percentage likelihood of Michael Beasley being an All Star this year? I feel like it's incredibly low, but I don't think it's incredibly low that like would would a twenty point per game season from Michael Beasley on a bad Knicks team like would that shock you? I don't think it wouldn't shock me to be honest. Hmm. I, the the percentage does have have to be low, but God, he is such a fantastic personality. Um, hmm. I I wouldn't say I'd be shocked. Yeah, but, well, I think but, I've I think I've found my like non-buck storyline that I'm now rooting for this season. <laughs> All star bees. Um, <laughs> let's let's get the let's get the vote going, and uh, uh, you may see me doing some of that on Twitter. Um, Michael Beasley hashtag whatever yes. it is NBA All Star. Yes, um, I'm all the way in. Okay, so that's are we should we break for now? You know what? I, that- I think we we handled the big stuff there. Obviously, we're gonna get into some more minutia. Um, this year, we don't have a, a Jabari and Giannis combined dunks number. Um, very sad, I, very sad. I guess I was trying to think if we could just do one for Giannis, uh, but I can't even remember how many he had last season. It was like 190, I want to say. Um, I can I have this right at the tip of my hands. By the way, I, so we were talking about this with some of our Brew Hoop friends. The single most important page, if you're a basketball fan, if you if you don't already have it bookmarked, there is no more important page than the Bucks basketball reference page for this season. Basketball-reference.com slash teams slash capital M-I-L slash 2017, that's last year, or 2018 this year, dot HTML. Find it, bookmark it. This is my Bible. If you took away every other page on the internet, this is the one I would want to keep. And it tells me, among a million other stats, that Giannis Adetokounmpo dunked 194 times last year, which I Ooh. think was fourth, I think, in the league. So. It was. DeAndre Jordan, number one, 253. So 200. Is he getting 200 this year? That's the question. I think that's, uh, I think that's a good number. Yeah, give it to me. Give it to me! I'm going to go under. I think I think Giannis will be more of the focal point, which might mean fewer dunks because he'll be off the ball less, maybe less cuts, stuff like that. I don't know why I'm betting against Giannis dunking even more than ever before. But, um, yeah, I think he was at like 120, 130 the year before. So, I mean, he dunked so much more last year, basically. Like a, I think like a 50% bump. Um, so I, I'll I'll say under 200, but, again, I hope I'm wrong. Like last year, we set the number for over-under Giannis Jabari dunks at 200. Like Giannis almost No, no, did. it was 300. It was 300. Oh, I thought it why did I think it was 200? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. And um, they almost got they almost got it even, even with Jabari, Jabari missing yeah. it. Yeah, cuz they had 286 total even with Jabari missing 31 games. So <laughs> that's that's nuts. It's a lot of dunking. Um all right, I think that's going to be it for us for this part of the over under. We have a lot more minutia to get into. We will do that on the next episode of Locked On Bucks. This one was brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code L O N B A. Again, that's L O N B A for Locked On NBA to get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. So go out and do that today. That was Frank Mann. I'm Eric Name. This has been Locked On Bucks. We will talk to you later.